Thank you for choosing Boomers with Beverages, the podcast that shows you no matter how old you are, you can still be immature. Well, hello there. Welcome hello. to hello, hello. the hello. edition of Boomers with Beverages. It's great to have you here as we expand the Boomers with Beverages universe, getting word that we are reaching people all over the globe, which is fantastic. But if you are here with us on your favorite podcast platform, all we can do right now is say thank you so much and please let all your Indeed. friends know about us. Dad. This is going to be an amazing episode. Just sit back. If you have seatbelts, put them on. Yeah, Artie's going to do a handstand. Okay, stand. so what that means is this will be the worst thing ever recorded. <laughs> He's kind of cursed it, hasn't I think he? he pretty yeah. much has, yes, we yeah. are. Artie's, yeah. Artie's going to get drunk every episode from here on out. It's you, like going to an audition and they tell you, you're the best one we've you know, seen it's, today. It's, it's, it's like, it's, I'm not going to get this job. I mean, we can all relate to it as guys. It's pressure, you know, like when you're having a date night with your wife and she's like, Oh, this is going to be the most romantic night ever, and you're both asleep by eight. You know, it's like <laughs> really, Jim. Okay. Let's talk about that. That's what you, let's talk about date nights with Jim's wife. Why you don't stay up that late? No, about seven thirty. <laughs> I can't talk about date night with Jim's so you, wife. That's true. That's, we never talk about date night with Jim's wife. No. Well, you know, we've so, had a couple. So I'm concerned. So you don't even make it through the entire Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy hour, you guys? <laughs> no. You guys call that, it quits? That's pretty much the benchmark for our, our yeah. group, isn't it? Do we have a third drink here? No, I do. Is that a yeah. cherry thing? Cheer wine, yeah. It's cheer wine, yeah. yeah. I've never had that, but I've seen it a million places. You want some? Uh, no, thank you. All right. I also have Ale 81. We're going to have a separate conversation. What is so that? So going back. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beverage from Kentucky. It's... It could be Ale 8, but it looks like Ale 81. Let me get you one. Is that? No. That's literally no, it's a soda or a, an alcoholic me. beverage. That's a soda. Cheer yeah. wine. Cheer wine. I'll be down. I've, I've seen it at it. the store, and I've, I've wondered, does it make you cheery? Well, happy? I'm involved with a podcast called Boomers with Beverages. Okay. Oh, and so one of the things that I do as a participant in that podcast is try to find interesting beverages wow. yeah. to bring mm-hmm. to the podcast. Yeah, so, but you never had it before? I have had it before. It's okay. actually pretty good. All right. It's got a slight cherry flavor. Okay, does it make you happy and cheery? No, it's not cheer. It's not cheer. It's cherry. Yeah, it is a... It, 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 it says here that the red ribbon at the top, it is a crafted cherry taste. Okay, yeah. but, but he said cheery wine. No, cheer no. wine. Cheer wine. Cheer, cheer wine. Like cheer. Okay, cheer. As in cheer. As in cheer, yes. Uh, yeah. I, I'm full of cheer. It does. It 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 It, it is pleasant, yes. Yeah, two bottles in, two bottles okay. in, and Dan's going to put on a little <laughs> skirt and jump <laughs> up and down going, go team, go. Well, it's called yeah. pleasant well, as far wine. as you know, I'm already wearing the skirt. Well, you know, as long as it's not a... As as Artie, what makes Dan cheery is when you quit badgering him about his cheeriness. I'm sorry. <laughs> it looks good. I want to try it next time, though. That'll be it a good... It is good. That, that, yes. that looks like it would be you tasty. Can, those you, are good sodas. Those. Well, and, and that's the thing that I've noticed is, like, Cheerwiner, especially this, it's a, a, it's either Ale 8 or Ale 81 or a late one. It's this beverage. It's been around forever, but you, especially like when I was at IU in Bloomington, all you know, vending machines would have it, and I have never seen anyone drinking it. But it's still around. You can still so obviously somebody's, somebody's drinking yeah, it. somebody's drinking it. But it yeah, it, and it's sort of like a ginger. It's, it says on it ginger citrus. It's like a ginger ale with a little bit of lemon flavoring. It's, that it's actually delicious. pretty good. It's very refreshing. I think it's great because I've always told people. Quit drinking Pepsi and Coke and go to that yeah. little four foot section exactly. of Kroger. Well, where they have the triple X's, the cheer the, wines, yeah. the the imported. Boiling Bottling Company has yeah. a great size. I don't like the Try Jones soda different. so much, but yeah. or Fago. They sell Fago sodas in some places, which you are good. Fago Brown. 
Rock and also, Rye. When was the last time you had a good slug of red pop? You remember? That? You don't remember that, do you? No, we red cream we didn't soda. Go there. No, but I remember the, the classic Fago commercial when they're on the boat singing. I don't nope, remember that. Don't remember, remember that, that the guy playing the. Well, you grew up in Memphis. I, mean, I grew up in Memphis, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We had nothing. We had, well, they had a, four the, real country songs since the best you ever tried. It's really on the label of I think you guys pretty much limited I know all you, the lyrics to that song, by the way. You, pretty you much just sang all the lyrics no, to that song. No, no, no. There <laughs> are, are there a lot more. more. You better believe it. <laughs> it's okay, a, so there's what, four stanzas. What's the most obscure theme song you remember from a TV commercial? Four real country sausage, the best you ever tried. Look for me on the label of Tennessee Pride. It's real country sausage, yes siree. The secret of its flavor is the recipe. So if you think this song is done all played, I don't remember the rest of it. <laughs> but, but I'm telling you, that's it goes on and on I and love on. It. On and on. When I was, I wasn't singing it to Karen, but I was I was reminding her about the, uh, uh, the I do your No, didn't. Armor Hot Dogs. The Armor Hot Dogs song. Hot Dogs. Kind of armor Hot Dogs. I did, and I, I sung her, I, I said the lyrics to her, and she's like, you'd be you'd be shot oh, yeah. if fat you did kids, that song. Fat kids, skinny kids, kids, kids who climb on rocks. rocks. Tough, Tough kids, sissy kids, 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 even kids with chicken pox love hot dogs. Yeah. Armor Hot Dogs. <laughs> the dogs kids love to buy. Yep. Oh, yeah. try, try saying fat kids and sissy, sissy kids, kids in a commercial. <laughs> Fat Holy. kids, sissy. I think it was skinny kids. No, it was no. no they're they're it fat was kids, kids, skinny kids, it's, and tough kids, kids and sissy kids. Sissy yeah, kids. fat kids, kids skinny kids, kids who climb on rocks. Tough, tough kids, kids, sissy kids, kids. Uh, even kids with chicken pie. I, I, even kids I was with And of course, there was the yeah, my, my baloney has mean? a first name. It's O S C A R. My baloney has a second name. It's M A Y E R. Yes. And if you ask me, why I'll say. I love to eat it every day, because Oscar Mayer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. No, Pat, or Pat, oh my God, I just called him Pat. Pete, I'm sorry, I got my consonants in the... Peter Pat, yes, Patty Pat. Thank the Lord we have editing devices. I've been called much worse, I answered it. Patty Molina, he's an Irish-Italian boy. Well, it's good we to just, see yeah, We just offended our Irish listener. so. Oh, I take it back. Wasn't that a good... Uh, it was not. Do you have a... I do have a song. I just remember, I don't know the words to it, but I just remember that commercial with Speedy Alka Seltzer. I love plop, that. Plop, fizz, fizz. Yeah, oh, what a relief it is. And that's it. And the reason mm-hmm. I remember it, because it's the plop, plop, fizz, fizz, because mm-hmm. apparently as a young child, I was one of those guys who was always active, darting from place to place. Mm-hmm. So my nickname was Speedy Alka Seltzer. We well, need to have pictures of you like as a child. I've never seen any children's pictures, child pictures of you. Okay, you I'll, have I'll, some, don't you? I do have some. Mm, let me have some. Uh, I'd like to see one. Uh, okay. well, I bet you look the same okay, that's, that's, with a little uh, more hair. What's your beverage? Because it's something very different. It is. Uh, it is Steez, uh, S-T-E-A-Z. It's an antioxidant organic green tea raspberry-flavored mix. That's almost too much. Yeah. That is, yeah, that's, that's a lot to put on yeah. a label. Now, I'm expecting something different. first time I've had this, and I pour it into a glass here, and... Kind of looks like a urine sample. Yeah, it does. It really oh, does. Yeah. I don't think I'd work sample. that horse for a few days. Yeah, but it does taste like raspberry. It just Time. looks like a urine yeah. sample. Yeah, that doesn't look good. It doesn't look well, good. It's better than a stool sample. Did we get your drink? No, we didn't get my what, drink. What are you drinking? Same thing I drank last show. 
Well, you know, we hopefully is. we have some new listeners. So well, let's, hopefully, uh, hopefully, hey, you know, we, we it's it's not a variety show; it's a podcast. Okay, so yeah, can, I'm drinking uh, Woodford Reserve again. <laughs> Woodford Reserve, the official drink, the official cocktail of the Kentucky Derby. No, it's the convert, uh, the official bourbon of the Kentucky Derby. Because yeah, you don't want to mix, you don't make cocktails with Woodward. Wood, <clears throat> I easy for you to say. I had the best old fashioned I ever had in my life with Woodford. It was so good. They actually oh, God, allowed you to put other things into it. Huh? Yeah, and I normally don't do that. I normally mm-hmm. drink it just like this: mm-hmm. no ice and a little snifter. Good, yeah. Good whiskey. You don't, you don't need. You don't mess else. with it. Yeah, yeah, you don't mess with it. A little water back, and all mm-hmm. as well. Are you drinking the same thing? No, Ooh. I have. I have sunlight cream Whoa. ale this time from Sun oh, King. So right. this is a little. I do like the yeah, the Sun King cream. Uh, cream ale and Weemac are my two favorites. I love Weemac. Weemac yeah. is uh, Weemac is really good too. Mm-hmm. I like it. You know what so, they yeah. charge down at the, the corner down here? I'm not going to name the bar because we may go there sometime. But I, they charge nine bucks for a bottle of Weemac. I made a can of Weemac. That's crazy. Yes. Nine bucks. That is, yeah. But it's a 48 You can go across can, the street right? from there and buy a six-pack. Across the street from there is is a, a forest. Another five, six months, there's it won't no, be that big a deal. There's no okay, guy with right. It'll still be cheaper than a gallon to of gas. To the right, so. out the door. Out the door, to the right. down. It, well, and, But actually, pack. to the left, to the left, is another uh, yes. beverage emporium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. We're, we're surrounded by it, which is yes. awesome. So good variety of drinks here on Boomers with Beverages. Good job, guys. I'm drinking... Cheer wine. Oh, I thought we discussed that we 27 no, we minutes we ago. We did not. We, we did, but we weren't recording. <laughs> By so the way, Art was on break. So Hey, thanks for joining us today, everybody. We're right. done. <laughs> oh, fantastic. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Sure, since 1917, it's uh, a crafted cherry taste in, in cheer wine. And I think, it's we, actually, need, it's good I think stuff. we need to drink to our intern, Art, for Art, his work. Art, 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 Art. Great. And uh, Tyler? It, what's that short for, Art? Taylor. Not Taylor. Tyler. Arthur? Wow, another, I'm on a another roll, beer, Pat. Jim. Yeah, <laughs> I know, Pat. Is that your shirt? It's Tyler, tip a canoe, and Tyler too. Yeah. This, this is why you don't drink. Is that normally? It could be. It could be. Did you ask him what art is short for? Yes, I did. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like From one art to another. I'm not Art. I've never been called Art. My dad was called Art, but I've always been called Artie. Or from, Artie. From the from Artie. Ar- not Artie. Oh, you've been called much Artie. worse, Artie. 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 You've been I've called, been called, called much a worse. lot worse. Arthur. <laughs> hey, asshole. Yeah, that would work too. That would work too. <laughs> That's very good. And that was his mother. Yeah, yeah that was mom. Hey, <laughs> get up here, She loved her little, you know what. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his little, you know what. Just reminds me of that time we were doing. Was it a show in Alabama, or we'd listen to the the voicemail message for the club? Well, oh, that was in North. Car- that was in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Fayetteville, I'll never North Carolina. It. So we never listened, forget it. We listened back to the the, the phone machine. You know, so they're taking reservations. You can leave your message on the phone. The message comes on, and it's the club. Appearing tonight on the comedy stage, Arthur Wingy. <laughs> no, no you, you missed the best part. It was Dr. Artie oh, Wingy. Oh, yeah, dark, dark, Dr. Dr. Artie, Artie Wingy. 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 What the hell? Wingy. <laughs> it reminded me a little bit in Tommy Boy when Chris Farley said, I want Wingy. I thought, yo, Wingy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, we're going to move into something here I think we'll have a little bit of fun with, just from a, a, just, pers- just a little bit. little perspective background. Right. Uh, and before I do, though, I want to mention to everybody our website, mm-hmm. boomerswithbeverages.com. And uh, you can link up with our email there mm-hmm. as well. BWB at boomerswithbeverages.com. You always want to hear your feedback if you've got questions or anything yep. you'd like to offer to the show, because you'll notice on the, uh, the website that Dan has done some great work on, he actually has some kind of cool stuff on there. Dan's got his own recipes there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we're going to be adding more. Artie has an updated 
bio, mm -hmm. which starts from the moment he came over from the old country to America. The old country. Yeah. Yes, the old country. Yes. To totally well, fabricated. To he Absolutely. was born at a buffet. <laughs> Wait, a Wait a minute. That's not true, is it? Were you really? Is there somebody else here? Maybe. No. There's no yeah. This is a Do you see that too? <laughs> <laughs> Have another sip of your Woodford. Okay. So uh, before we uh, before we began this latest award winning podcast, we were discussing um, events, right? Sure. No. Things that have happened to us. I think that we were we were kind of all over. First the board. rule of improv: always agree. Yes, yes. yes we were well, talking about. Excuse me. Where I'm did you go to improv school? Seriously, is, is that a rule? Yes, I thought, and I didn't think there was a rule. Yes, and you always yes you always agree. We were just kind of all over the place. We, our conversation's going to go just you know A to Z in those few minutes. We're we have freewheeling as we're getting ready to, to, to provide you with. What will be your most fulfilling 30-plus minutes of entertainment you'll have this week? Without question. Unless, of course, you spend your night with Artie. That'll be a great. Then, then it'll be the best 30 minutes you've had all year. Are you sure it's not 30 seconds? Shut up. Okay. So <laughs> what I wanted, I mean, you guys will agree with me. What's really cool is out there right now, just kind of as a bridge to this, mm -hmm. and we'll get this to you know, give us some topics down the, down the pike, but there's a bunch of boomer trivia games out there. Hmm. And with a lot of different questions, like only boomers could answer this kind of stuff. Well, there's also one called All of Us, which is a trivia game for Gen Z, Gen Y, Gen X, and baby boomers. So I have to bring this to the table. And the only reason All I brought right. that up is because as I was searching for Excuse this. Excuse me. Is this a game you can buy? Yeah, it's called you All of Us. You can't get it. The trivia game for generations to play together. Yeah. Interesting. That sounds yeah. like a great idea. I know. Yeah. I think it would be a lot of fun. But I was that just would. I was searching and just looking at it as we were talking about some uh, impactful things that we were uh, that kind of affected us that made uh, that we, we still remember like it was yesterday kind of like for a lot of folks you know you've always heard the stories about I can tell you exactly where I was mm -hmm. the JFK died um, you start you know things like that very I believe Jim was in utero when JFK yeah died. I was yeah I was <laughs> you start I was just a, a twinkle in my dad's eye at the brewery as he eyeballed my mother but like, you ha you have a good way of explaining what we're getting ready to reminisce about talk about mm -hmm. and that was very good but I think you should go first. Okay. Yeah, it's absolutely cool. And it's interesting, too, because the, the event that stands out in my mind in terms of historic, you know, there's other things I remember being as a, as a little kid, was uh, the Munich Olympic Games mm. in, in mm -hmm. 1972. And my parents always were big on watching what was news back then, which yeah. is very limited. You know, you had your national news for a half hour every night. Uh, 60 Minutes was kind of new mm -hmm. to television, but still – Everybody liked to watch that on Sundays. My parents always wanted to give that to us and like say, hey, you know, let's watch this. This is good stuff. You know, it's history. It's the Olympics. And I remember tuning into it. And as an eight-year-old, this is 72 for me, it, trying to put into perspective what I'm watching as my parents are trying to explain to me what's happening here, mm -hmm. that the, the entire Israeli Olympic team is being held in their Olympic apartments by this terrorist organization. And these images just never stay, get out of my head. I, I still vividly remember the guy with the white hat that would come out on the balcony occasionally. And this was my first introduction to who I still view as one of the greatest sports television broadcasters ever, Jim McKay, exactly. who covered the broadcast. The reporter that was on scene was Peter Jennings. Hmm. When I had no idea till I listened, I watched the movie Munich, which Steven Spielberg did a few, mm -hmm. few years back. Phenomenal movie. 
And uh, just listening back to that, and, and just to this day, it's like I just remember everything about it, just the whole, you know, and then remembering the tragedy of it, remembering yeah. they thought they were okay, and then Jim McKay breaking in and just about losing it mm-hmm. on global television and saying, we've lost them. Yeah. And for an eight-year-old, I go, wow. And that kind of made me a bit of a news guy for a, for a kid because I always would read the newspaper after my dad. I'd always grab the paper. And, and just try to keep up on stuff. You know, nowadays, it, it's almost like something I want to avoid. Mm-hmm. You know, because news has become just something that you just, it, 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 it interests me, but it's also, I just don't want to deep dive into it because, yeah. first of all. Yeah. It, we were all that well, way when we were that age. Yeah. yeah. I think it, yeah. It, it's, a, you're four years younger than me. And my big memory like that came four years earlier in 68 when Robert Kennedy was shot. Because I, I can remember sitting and watching, you know, because those are the days when if there was one television in the house, you were lucky. And, of course, that's what we were watching is the kid and just all the stuff. And, and I still I have this image of a it was like a block of some sort of gelatin that they showed the path of the bullet through, you know, RFK's brain. Or so, and, I'm, and I'm like, what is this proving to me? Because it's not head shaped. It's just, you know, but anyway, but that, it's like I say that that big event that I was eight years old in 1968, and do you remember? remember the, yeah. Do you remember? Did they cover Martin Luther King the same way, or no? I was always curious they did about hear, that. They did here. They, yeah. they did here okay. in Indianapolis. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I was a bit, it's always been that curious because that happened before. I believe Dr. King was assassinated before. No. No, it was no. I think it was a little no, after. No, yeah. it was a lot after. It was 1968. Right, and that's when RFK was. Well, yeah, they're both JFK. RFK. No, RFK. Oh, Robert RFK. Kennedy. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, oh, that about. one. I'm yeah. sorry. I thought yeah, you tragically, said JFK. isn't that? Well, I knew. I, I, there was a uh, actually a, a girl apologies. I dated in high school. Her family was traveling south on that day, the day that Martin Luther King Jr. was shot. They were traveling south in a yellow Mustang, and that's the car that the assassin whose name I'm, I'm blanking on the man who shot JFK uh, James Earl Ray it's a James, James Earl Ray was reported to be fleeing the scene in a yellow Mustang so wow. this girl and her family were driving south in a yellow Mustang uh, April so, April 4th so yeah RFK was in the summer because it was during the political right. run so it was so it would have been after June, July, August in that time yeah. frame yeah. for him but uh, yeah I actually I mean and, and I don't know why it is but I, I don't remember much of the coverage of Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination, but I do remember Robert. June sixth, almost just sh- just shy over two months later. Okay, RFK. So that's quite a two months in the history of this country when you think Absolutely, about it. Absolutely, yeah. I don't know if this country could handle that in this day and age. I mean, I don't know, you know, two well, prominent has. figures that could. It's, had, it's handled mean, be, several things that have be assassinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's a whole different, you know, you know. Assassinations nowadays, you know. We kind of look at ourselves and go, I feel horrible for thinking about this, but we really need to get rid of this guy. How are we going to do that? <laughs> I don't know okay, where you're going. Okay, so we've just violated that. federal law. And <laughs> wow. Well, there's some guys at your I door with suits they're, on. They're, they're coming to get you, Artie. I hate, I hate assassinations. Don't, don't go home tonight, Artie. Oh, so this explains why you don't do too many eulogies. <laughs> oh, I do a lot of eulogies. Well, I, 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 I'm we're glad he's kids, gone. Kids parties. <laughs> kids parties. I'll be um, glad when you're dead, you rascal, you. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, I, I mean, the '70s. So you had, you know, had Munich, mm-hmm. uh, and then really, you know, as far as the U.S. goes, it was obviously coming out of the Vietnam, and then dealing with Watergate. Then, but the '60s to me, even though I was a little kid, barely remember, you know, late '60s type of stuff. But for the U.S., though, 
I mean, you know, you start off with JFK, mm -hmm. and then well, you have RFK, and then you have Martin Luther King, and then you have this, the, the, you know, the moon, the moonwalk. I mean, what a decade of that was mm -hmm. the extremes. What's yours, you what's yours Pete? Well, uh, JFK. I uh, I was in third grade. Was going to um, parochial school at the time, and my family's from Massachusetts, from Boston. Mm -hmm. So they were big Kennedy fans. I mean, they're you know they he walked on water, and I just remember that. Uh, about three o'clock that day, they uh, came over announcement on the PA, and they got us all together there in our classroom, and said that uh, the president had been shot, and they sent us home. Wow. And my parents were there. My dad came home from work. It was, uh, I mean, it was just a, obviously a historical really? event. And I mean, we, as a family, I remember us sort of grieving together because, for some reason, because of our. Uh, uh, coming from Massachusetts, there was just more mm -hmm. of an affinity, perhaps, to the Kennedys and maybe the rest of the country. I don't know if that's true or not, but I certainly felt that. And it was just kind of numbing, if, if you mm -hmm. will. Because um, I'm guessing that they just told you he had been shot, but they knew full well what had happened. Like, yes, yeah. So they, they didn't want you as a, as a you know, kid, you know what I mean? They, mm -hmm. they wanted your parents to be the ones to let you know what happened. Yeah, the right. And and I remember as a kid, as a family, we watched that uh, uh, you know the procession, the the funeral, mm -hmm. with you know Caroline and, uh, and John John. I mean that's still very vivid to me. Mm. Another thing I remember about that is that my mom saved one of the newspapers. The headline: Kennedy had been shot. Until it yellowed to the point where you just it just crumbled. I mean, she mm -hmm. just kept that around for really? many many years. Yeah, and uh, so that's you know that that's my first introduction yeah. to you know sort of you know historical it, tragic events. And it's not a leap to say this, but I, I I've always viewed the the JFK assassination as the most uh, consequential history changing event in American history since mm -hmm. World War II, because had he served, most likely a second term, and had RFK lived, most likely he takes over, mm -hmm. goes probably two terms. There's no Watergate. There's no Nixon. I mean, what a, you know, just yeah. kind of point and yeah. draw the lines together if you had 16 years of, of Kennedy rule. And I always view them as old school Democrats who don't exist anymore. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The Democrats of today are not the Kennedys no, of, the, of the 60s mm -hmm. at all. No. Nothing, nothing like it. No. And I think JFK Jr. very much was still an old school Democrat. And had mm -hmm. he not tragically died, I, yeah. I'll tell you what, he, I think he would have made a great president. He probably would have, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just well, what such I know a about. tragedy for that family. Something, talking about, you know, they sent you home from school when JFK, when September 11th happened, I was doing a, a practicum in my teacher education, sort of like a pre-student teaching course, and we were at this uh, high school in Muncie, Indiana, and September, so I, you know, was down and first period we were in a classroom and then we second period of the day we were all together like it was our college class for the day. And I remember walking, you know, back to the room we, we gathered in and I saw a woman walking and like leaning on the wall in the hallway for support. And I'm like, okay, something bad has happened. And it was September, you know, was the, the trade center. And so then I go back to the class that I'm working with at, at that time, and the teacher, you know, much younger woman, refused to talk about it with the students. He said, no, this is, you know, we got class to do, we got stuff, and I'm like, 
I don't think that's the best choice here. I think you probably ought to let these kids talk about it because, you know, that was, what, 18, what, well, 21 years ago, but there were phones. You know, kids did were getting some information about it. And just for that teacher to say, nope, we're not going to discuss it, we're going to pretend it didn't happen. I just That's always, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with you there, but I always remember, too, some of these just irrational people that used to get all over uh, President Bush because... <clears throat> When his aide whispered in his ear, mm-hmm. he continued on with his questions with the teacher, and they're like, yeah. "No, he should have. No, 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 no. no I he think he, in that he did exactly case, yeah, what he, he should have done. Yeah, he, he's that the properly. president of the United States. This was a you know high school teacher in yeah mid sized so, city in Indiana. I'm, I'm curious, Artie, because you're from Memphis. So yeah. here you are, uh, you know, you you obviously with with Memphis in the time with, with with Dr. King, but your memory is with 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 JFK you, that that you can. Remember. No, well, is, we were, we were Southern Baptists, and we didn't give a shit about JFK. Yeah. However, but I see, will that, say that's interesting that did. you bring it up, though, because look, think about all the flyers and everything that was that were generated in Dallas on the day of his visit that were very sure. anti-Kennedy mm-hmm. from yeah. a lot of different fronts. Yeah. So, as as painful and some people they might be saying, well, that's real callous. I go, well, no, that's how part of the country felt. Yes, I it's mean, how it, most it, of the country. It is felt. a legitimate emotion in that part of the country. I wouldn't well, say no, most. Excuse me. The, the, the grief was the majority of the country. Yeah. The ambivalence was mostly in the South. Correct. However, when when um, when Martin Luther King died, we were here in 1968. We had just moved to Indianapolis in '67. My father had bef- had a friend who was a very higher up in the Democratic Party. When Robert Kennedy came to town in 19, I believe it was 68. Yeah. Uh, he was doing a campaign run, and uh, he said, look, I got a piece of crap car, Arthur. Can I borrow your car? And he had a 1968 Eldorado Cadillac Silver, mm. and he said, what are you going to do with it? He said, I have to pick up RFK at the, at the, at the uh, airport and take him to the parks, take him wherever he needs to go. He says, all you got to do is put gas in it. Okay, fine. So he took it, and we're in, the, we're in my mom's car. And we're driving somewhere into Broad Ripple, and we hear on the radio, I don't remember what station we're listening, that Martin Luther King had been shot. The next thing we know, we have Robert Kennedy on the air talking about, mm-hmm. you know, keep, let's keep this peaceful, this is what's happened. And I remember hearing that. But what I remember most is when my friends, my dad's friend brought the car back to us, it was filthy. He had to drive through the park to get out of the park mm-hmm. because of all the people that were there and he had Robert Kennedy in our car. Mm-hmm. And that's what I remember about that. But what I remember most from a, a, a big story from my childhood was the moon, the moon landing yeah. because it all happened on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And when they landed, that was right between morning service and we were on the, we were watching the TV and our, our night service, our BYF service at night. So by the time we had gone back to church, we had landed on the moon. We were all excited. We were giving everybody, you know, you know, congratulations, this and that, giving everybody hugs. And then we were able to go home and watch them walk on the moon. Mm-hmm. And what I want to know is, I know you all watched it. Everybody yeah. here in this room watched that. What network did you watch? I watch CBS. That's all I know. Sure I watch we Walter CBS. Cronkite. Yeah. Yeah. I watch Walter Cronkite. Did yeah. you watch ABC or did you watch Walter Cronkite? I think I watched CNN. <laughs> 
I have no idea. <laughs> I don't have of course any you idea. Well, yeah, of course yeah, I was Walter. watching my eyelids. I was four. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember who else was doing news during the Walter Cronkite era. Well, I it well, yeah, probably would have been. Huntley, I can remember Brinkley, all their names yeah. once I looked at but them. But David yeah. Brinkley, Chet Utley, you know, yeah. who else was around? But yeah, yeah Huntley, we, we would have watched Huntley yeah. Brinkley. And then what was the guy on ABC? I can't remember his name. Good night, Chet. No, it wasn't Geraldo. Uh, broke no, his name's on the tip later. of my tongue, but anyway, that's what I remember most because we were really into it. I mean, I was yeah. in Boy Scouts at the time, and that's all we could talk about was you know, there they go, they're gone. We watched everything. I had an uncle that picked up a, a Gemini mission, uh, picked up a, an astronaut on a Gemini mission. He was a, a Navy helicopter pilot, mm. and we were glued wow. to we were glued to everything. The Mercury, yeah. were Gemini, Apollo, it didn't matter. We were. Yep. Absolutely glued oh. every single time. Well, in Apollo 13, I remember that very clearly. I do too. I remember and all the, which, which was what, what to me was so cool, such a testament to the filmmaking abilities of Ron Howard. Yeah, tell is me that it. I'm watching that movie. I know how it ends. Yeah, but it was still it's a I movie I could watch again and again. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was I remember that because that was the year I got my first TV. I had oh, a yeah. black and white TV in my room. Wow. I had a I got a room that year. Mm-hmm. My own room, and I was able to watch the whole thing, all the coverage about this, mm-hmm. and they sensationalized everything. Oh, yeah. And the movie did a really good job of showing mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and it really did because we were all, you know, for fear of these people are going to lose their lives, and mm-hmm. luckily and happily and wonderfully, but well, it, God, they did yeah. not. And unfortunately, in a, a time we probably most of us remember where we were was when the uh, the space shuttle with Sally Ride. Oh yeah, it didn't. Make it. No, you're talking no. Challenger. Challenger. I'm Sally sorry. Ride made it. That's He's right. Fine. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, Krista McAuliffe. Was yeah. That, okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my my apologies, but my I certainly remember exactly where I was at, and you know that yeah. that tragedy. I do that, and you I know, remember that, uh, the uh, the second one that exploded over Texas. Because mm-hmm. we, I was on a yeah. on a remote. We were doing the uh, bop to the top at down at the AUL building, and we were live on the air, and we had just teased that the space shuttle. Why am I forgetting this one? The space shuttle, the second one that was it wasn't Discovery, was it? Yeah. There was Challenger, Atlantis, Discovery. Was it? I'm, I'm guessing. I I'll, I'll have to maybe just check it out. I'm just thinking you're the one with what, the computer. How prophetic Wilson Pickett was in his song Mustang Sally, Ride Sally Ride, and Whoa, who was the cool. first woman right? on a shuttle? It was yeah. Columbia. Sally My Ride. Fault. It was Columbia. But Hail Columbia. It was like nine o'clock in the morning, and we had just teased that the shuttle is due in five minutes to land, mm-hmm. and, it, and it had to change. It was landing in uh, uh, Houston. It had to go to Florida, didn't it? it, or, it had no, to land it had in White Texas. Sands. Yeah, or, it had to go to White Sands. And then it gets to be nine twenty, nine thirty, and I looked at uh, my co-host, and I go, "Something's wrong. It's it's supposed to be on the ground by now." And like literally, we got like a bug in our ear that yeah, you, you might want to come back to the station. And we went back to the station, and we did like eight hours live on the radio because they mm. covered. Because this was completely different, you know. The Challenger was over water, yeah. the uh, Columbia was over land. Mm-hmm. And it, it never ceases to amaze. You want to talk about a modern day miracle? We lost those brave astronauts, but literally all the debris came to Earth, but nobody got hurt. How does yeah. that happen? I don't know. You know, it just just amazing stuff, yeah. you know. But I've always been enamored by the space program. I know yeah. some people out there think it's a waste of money. Well, I, I think you need to educate yourself and, 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 and learn what the space program has given us, yeah. which is in a, a phenomenal list of technologies that we can enjoy. Which is, on a side note, there's a great show on, I think it's on Apple TV, For All Mankind. Have you seen I that? I watched it. I, I just watched the, that. Yeah, sort of an alternative that in this reality, the Russians get to the moon first, 
And as a result of that, the space program goes on for decades. Wow. And it's just really interesting. Very well done. Yeah. Interesting you mentioned that, Jim, because I was talking to Kara the other night. <clears throat> my, my wife's an electrical engineer. And we were talking about technology that we've seen in our lifetime that, that has been impactful, et cetera, et cetera. And I started going down a bunch of things. And she goes, you know, that was all a result of the space program. Oh, absolutely. You know, they had to figure out ways to communicate at mm-hmm. long distances, you know, so we could do the Internet, you know, all these, all these technologies that we see today had their seed in the space program. Yeah. And thank God for that because we now have Velcro. Yes. I love my Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I do remember covering going out to the, the track month of May for many, many years for WIBC. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as much as people put athletes up on a podium, I'll never forget the time I met Chuck Yeager. And mm. one of my favorite wow. movies of all time is Right Stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just such a great, great movie. When you think about the early space program, I mean, come on. It, yeah. it, there's, they had no business taking off, let alone <laughs> eventually landing on the moon. When you think about the technology that mm-hmm. was involved with that, it just uh, it's mind-boggling, but it's a good reminder of, of the capabilities and the possibilities that exist if uh, you know, people just put their mind to accomplishing things. Yep. And that's such the, the sad irony to the end of the 60s is you have JFK, you have MLK, you have RFK, and, and the, the very last memory of the decade is the, is the moon landing for people. Mm-hmm. But, and JFK was the man that stood yeah. on the podium and said, by, by the end of this decade, this. we're going to do this. Yeah. And he wasn't there physically, but uh, the, the fact that it happened was just amazing. What was the German engineer's name that did all that? The Werner von Braun. Thank you, von Braun. Thank you. That's the one I was Yeah, and we, uh, didn't we kind of take him away from we his... We said, we're going to put you in prison or you help us out. One yeah. of the two mm. things, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, he was, you, he was you don't have money choices. One of Hitler's big guys. Yeah. Yes. And we, yep. You. So we, uh, did we trade for him? Did we do uh... Oh, no. It, 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 <laughs> we had another one draft. He, he, he was a player to be named later. <laughs> Werner von Braun is joining the Americans today in a three-player trade. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> I don't know. I just always kind of wonder how that works out in the world of international well, diplomacy. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of Boomers with Beverages. As always, we appreciate you finding us and joining us for this podcast. Don't forget to send us your emails to bwb at boomerswithbeverages.com because we want to hear from you if you've got a question you've got a suggestion we would love to hear from you so on behalf of all the guys dan davis see you later pete molina ciao already we gotta be that's great i'm jim burrows on that note we'll see you soon thanks for listening Our audio engineer, Art Baker. Post-production services, Dan Davis. And our showrunner and distributor, Taylor Scott of iPodcastPro.com.